really bright. Mm -hmm. Sorry being the eldest member here. <clears throat> no, it's because the pre-show started like 45 minutes ago and it was later out then. Oh yeah, well. But we forgot we have to actually record a show. Oh yeah. We can't just sit around and talk about things we want to talk about. We should have ended it at 100. Oh, that would have been going out classic. Alright, so. Yeah, we are Parababble, people. Parababble. We couldn't end at 100. What else would we do then? Dream about 101. <laughs> go ghost hunting. We'd reunite and make our comeback. Oh, Rob said we'd go ghost hunting. Ghost hunting? Yeah. That is a thing of the past. Yes. Nobody ghost hunts anymore. Well, we might. We should... If, urban explore. If Jeff's no, uh, we can't urban explore. Uh, so if Jeff's if Jeff's <laughs> idea pans out, we might be ghost hunting again soon. I don't know how to do but that. But we can't more. urban explore because you know what happens when people do that. They fall they through fall floors. Through yep. <laughs> and then they sue the com the places that they broke into. I would. Like it's your fault. I'm gonna have to read a book called like I don't know if there's any books out there about guides for hunting ghosts. There might so be. You know what? <laughs> it might be, probably a, be a really good idea. To, might be outdated though now. You could probably write one. Nah. A no. guide for hunting ghosts. Maybe we'll just update the old one. So we could actually turn into a ghost team. Yeah. Again. Again. We never stopped. Oh. Yes, we did. We no, did? No, we didn't. Well, this show is... seen any of them in like five years. Well, it's been COVID. <laughs> Hello? Well, for just the last one year. <laughs> no, two years. Two years. Two, well, there's still two, three Two, five. Years. We're close. I mean, shove up to five, right? I just saw a member of our prone team last week. Well, that doesn't count because saw, you're like good friends. No, different one. Oh. I saw Maria. Wow. Well, yeah, hello, Maria. See that? She probably doesn't even listen to Parababble. She probably no. doesn't. Para what? Para who? But anywho, that's who we are. We're Parababble. We're a podcasting entity. Ooh. Conglomerate. Conglomerate? Yeah. LLC. Okay. Yeah. So what do we want to talk about today, guys and gals? Apparently, Canuck Chase. Canuck Chase. Canuck Chase. It I cannot like chase. A, I feel there's a joke or two in there. It's yeah. very British sounding. It is. Oh, that reminds me. I have to make a note to tell you guys a joke when we're off the air. Why can't it be on the air? We because it's really not. It's not a good joke. You just don't want to say it, right? It's a really good Because your mom's going to yell at you. Yeah, she Let's will. Let's face it. She will. My dad would laugh, but my mom would not, so. You hear that Allison ringing in the back of your head. Yeah. I'll tell you guys after after the show's done. Right. I, I wrote myself a note, so. Note. Do so. It says joke. Dirty. <laughs> it's not dirty. It's just, it's a little morbid. Well, Whoa. Yeah, That's no, we're still not appropriate. Show. Not appropriate. Nah. All right, so back to We're already off topic. Here we are two minutes into the show, and we're already well, not... Well, I was worried that we were going to be on topic way too fast there, because I... I <laughs> we started circling notes and stuff. <laughs> I, I mentioned the topic already, like, less than two minutes in, and it's like, nah, it's... So this... this unusual. What a... Canuck. Well, you know, once you've done over Chase. 100 episodes, psh, it's I mean, all, come on. I know. Cheese. Hollywood over here fixing the sunglasses. You know, yeah. she comes into the I dark them, studio with sunglasses. She's sunglasses like, I'm a hundred in. <laughs> I can't that, wear it. Remember that one library we went to to investigate, and there was that group of people that thought they were just going to come in, and they all had sunglasses <gasps> yes. on, and it was like nine o'clock at night. Yes. In January. Yes, I do remember that. That's awesome. They were wearing their sunglasses at night. They definitely knew what they were up to. Yep. Except. 
We didn't let it happen. No. Well, no, because you shouldn't do drugs and ghost hunt at the same time. Mm-hmm. Oh, you should? <laughs> no, that's why they had their sunglasses on. True. Yeah. All right, let's get cracking with this. Canuck chase. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a good idea because it seemed, it seemed similar to, like, Skinwalker Ranch, the Bridgewater Triangle, and the Big Thicket, kind of the same theme that we had going. And? Yeah. Do you still feel the same? Yeah, it's just different. It's different. All right, we're good for different. There's no Bigfoot. Well, there's always a Bigfoot. There's not. We just don't let it out of the closet all the time. There, there was no Bigfoot that I heard. No Mothman? No, well, Mothman's pretty unique. This is true. So let's start this over again. <laughs> Hi, welcome to Because we've been all over the place. Yes, we are Parababel, and we're going to do the Canuck Chase, which is about a gentleman. We call it, You can't call him a serial killer, can you? Well, it's one little part of it. It's well, part he, of it. He, How many people do you have to kill before you become a serial killer? More well, than two. More then than, he's a serial killer. Yeah. Well, but I thought the two were... He's convicted of, well, three that they know for sure he did, but they think it was way more than that. Yeah. Right. And he was only convicted of one. Yeah. And that's They're the one like, that sent him to the big house. Yeah. yeah. For okay. the rest of his life. So this is over uh, over the pond in the UK, right? Yeah. Hang on, where's my airplane? It's a hop, skip, and a jump. Mm-hmm. Uh, airplane ride. This is also uh, cannot ca- uh, chase, but it's also known as the A34 murders. I totally missed that. I'm just looking at my <laughs> I notes. Know. Jeff is like so focused right now on his notes. And <laughs> I'm Rob like, and I are ready like, to do this. Well, you talk serial killers, you know. Yeah, I know. That was like, you had us at serial killers. Now we don't want to talk about anything else. Mm-hmm. All right. Raymond Morris. Raymond Morris. Raymond Morris. Morris. Raymond Leslie Morris. Oh, yeah. He's got to have three names. Yep. That's where his childhood went wrong, and that's why he became his middle name was. was Leslie? Yes. Yeah, but everyone said he was like a pretty good-looking guy. He seemed really nice. He had a younger wife. You know mm-hmm. who else fits that? Ted Bundy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that man could speak. Mm-hmm. So, can I just... Well, it's kind of off-topic, but now that we're talking about serial killers... <laughs> I just saw something online the other day that had all the astrological signs of, like, the most famous serial killers. You'd be surprised, like, how similar a lot of them were with, like, their astrological signs. They all lined up? Yeah. Not all of them, but you could group them together. It was, like, three or four major signs were, like, the majority of them. Yeah. So, I'm a Pisces. You know who else is a Pisces? John Wayne Gacy? Yes! <laughs> how did you know oh, that? Oh, boy. That was a guess. I it swear. Is. He was a Pisces. Is, is Capricorn on the list? Um, I'm sure it was. I don't remember oh. offhand, but like Virgos were a lot on there. Pisces were a lot on there. That all um, seems to fit. What was the other big one? I don't remember, but it was really interesting. I was like, oh, wow. There's a couple on there that were Pisces. <coughs> John and Yeah. So they ever use that as any type of like intelligence or, or profiling? Uh, profiling? I don't think it's probably accurate enough. I mean, they probably don't take that stuff. Yeah. Seriously. All right. So about this Raymond Morris. Oh yeah. Okay, we're back. And we're back. And we're back. Leslie Morris. So. Uncle Len, as he liked to be called. That's even that's creepier. creepy. No, that he he really did. I know that's creepy. And he tried to abduct people, little girls. Right. He was what a like, stereotype. Call me Uncle Len. So, what got him into trouble? 
What 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 started this chase scenario? So was Chase haunted before this, or does this is this where everything comes yes. from? Yes, I found stuff dating back to like like sixty A.D. Tell our viewer it's what Chase is. Connacht Chase. It's like an area in England. It's like heavily forested. Heavily forested. It's by. Bing. There's trails through there. It's by yeah. Staffordshire. Staffordshire. Right. So where some of these murders or bodies were found, that's in an A34 section. That's how we kind of came to that name. And this is an actual area in, like you said, England. Um, so what what was the premise of getting this, this whole story starting? He went after somebody, a child... Yep. Okay, the audience can't see you nodding, but I get mm-hmm. it. Yes. yes. <laughs> well, how much do you want us to tell you? Well, let's let's talk about the girl and what kind of go for because I have what started this. I have a little bit on Raymond Morris and a whole lot, a whole lot else. Right, because else. I think that's the biggest thing is that this place has the spirits of dead Nazis, mm-hmm. werewolves, aliens, Pigman, black-eyed children, Slenderman, the Lady of Chase. I mean. All these kinds of Black Panthers. Mm-hmm. I, am I leaving anything out? Wakanda forever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all of these like crazy things happening there. Yeah, I and got, I got all that. I only had back to nineteen forties because mm-hmm. there was supposedly some kind of like genetic testing going on there. Yeah, I didn't write all like that down. World War II. It was pretty messed up if you read it in detail. Yeah. So do you think this, this tied into his, maybe a fascination? Maybe that's why he dumped the bodies there, because he knew that this place had this Like, reputation. story, reputation? Maybe it was just convenient for him. Maybe. Well, okay, so he he went along the lines here, and he um, took the life of Christine Darby. Would that be the, the uh, first? No, she was in 67. The first one was 1965, Margaret Reynolds. So Margaret Reynolds is the one that got him into jail. But he was, so supposedly he was trying to abduct little girls well before that, like beginning of the 1960s. And they almost caught him twice because he did grab one girl. She got away. She gave the police a description. They looked all around, couldn't find him. But then there was all these other reports of little girls trying to be picked up by this guy and like getting away from him. So the first one that they say was actually him was in 1965. It was Margaret Reynolds. She was six years old. She was walking to school, and then she never actually made it to school. Right. So that was that would be the first one that he... Is really like... This is what put him in jail. This is what started... No, I think Christine... Well, that's what I was saying. And Christ- Dari was the one, but she was the last one. She was the last one, but the first one that said, all right, you're going to jail for this one. Yeah. Or prison. Yeah. The only one. The only one. Yeah. Because the rest of the story is all around. I mean, yeah, it's the one charge against this, you know, with this Christine, you know, rape, assault. Yeah. And it was pretty brutal. So he had Margaret in September of 1965, and then he got Diane in December of 65, and they found the bodies buried on top of each other in the chase. Those two were buried together in the chase, but by the time they were discovered, they were pretty badly decomposed. But that that's what they they suspected him of doing those two. Yep. They never could prove it. Yep. Okay. And Margaret Reynolds was six years old at the time. Diane Tift was five years old. Yep. 
is where Christine Darby, she, I believe, was seven years old. Yep. Yes. And that's what put him behind the bars. Yes. But... Where he later died of cancer at the age of 84. Oh, 84? He's cancer? I thought he died of natural causes. Yeah, I thought it was cancer. Oh, cancer. But... Cancer? Yeah. Okay. But he was 84. Yeah, he was an old guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was convicted in 1969 and he did not die until 2014. Right. And like 42 years later or something in there, he wanted to get a judicial review for an appeal. Something to that effect. But then in the 1980s... They denied him. People started seeing black-eyed children in the chase. Little girls Mm -hmm. with black eyes. And what's really crazy is that one of them... One of the theories as to why the girls had black eyes is because they did find out through... I don't know, forensics, whatever they did, that one of them, when they found the body, had a blindfold on. So they say that it's probably Margaret who's wandering around trying to find her way around. In this forest, it's already loaded with a bunch of other Mm -hmm. supernatural stories. Yes. Or, you know, folklore. Yeah. Which goes all over the place. We've heard of black-eyed kids before. Little black-eyed kids running around throwing rocks at people. Scaring them, yelling at them. Yeah, but when did the original black-eyed kids start popping up? That wasn't until like the 80s, I thought. Well, it was the same time this started happening. Okay. They're saying like 1980s is the first sightings that people reported of black-eyed children. Right. But it's always in the chase. Like, they're not... Because like, the, when we did the episode on black-eyed children, they were coming to people's houses. Yeah. Remember? Yep. They'd show up and be like, can we use your phone? You know, we're lost, whatever. We need help. Trying to get into your house. To these girls you. these girls don't leave the chase. Mm-mm. It's more ghostly uh, behavior. Yep. So they're running, they're, they don't leave the chase, it's just in there that yeah. it's happening. People see them, these little girls with blacked out eyes. That, you know, maybe even, you know, because, well, no, that's a little far-fetched. Even though the story can be far-fetched. Well, I mean, if you think if he brought them there and... Right killed them there i mean he buried two of them there for sure so it makes sense that there's i mean they were beaten up too they they were it was pretty brutal so Uh maybe there was black eyes you know because of the beatings that these these young girls took Uh, but still um at the hands of uncle len uncle len which is just uh uncle len so reynolds and tiff were buried together um, Christine Darby, she, like you said, she, you know, she was seven years old. All these girls died the same way. We all know that there's prior stories of possibly him, um, doing this to other young children, right? And put into this, around this chase, chase forest. Well, he's like any serial killer, right? He starts out small and, right. you know, he builds up and builds up until he's actually committing murders that's okay. like any any serial killer you know they don't just go from zero to 60 no uncle Len was like driving around in his van like hey you want some candy little girl no this is where and then it got worse from there he was convicted of this and he was put into jail he got a life sentence for it mm-hmm. but he said they said that he held his silence on this whole thing for 42 years this is where i was going with this and then when he broke his silence, he said, look, I didn't do it. That's all there is to it. 
what happened was because this is the time before DNA and all that stuff where they could like take samples and keep things around. They just didn't do that then. Uh, he claimed that there was malpractice by the police when the notes were taken incorrectly when they um, arrested him. So that was going to be his stepping stone to get to the appeal. What? See if he could get out of jail. You know how they prison. originally they originally were able to pin this on him because initially he had an alibi. His wife his wife covered for him that evening. Then you know why she flipped on him? Hmm. The police brought in pictures of little kids. They really went through his flat. Pictures right. of little kids. And one of them was her five-year-old niece. Niece. And when she saw that, she was like, nope. Nope, can't stand behind it anymore. So if the police would have never went through his flat and suspected him being the killer of these other three, or two, or more, he probably could have got away with this for a little longer. Because most of them get caught. So, yeah, when it turns into your niece, Carol, and, and that that's starting to get out there. And that's pretty much brought him down. But he was still claiming it was all done wrong. Notes are done, you know, incorrect. The police were being jerks about this stuff. So he wanted to have an appeal. And they said no. They did a review of it. It's, it's not going to stand up in court. So that's where he ended up staying until he was... Um, Till he turned what, what, 84, you said? And then he ended up dying in, in prison in 2014. So, the creepy part of this, Rob, is what? All of it? He killed kids? He killed kids? <laughs> that's yeah. just. That's, that's pretty that's, creepy. Oh, and the black eyed kids is pretty creepy, too. How that snuck in there? Yeah. So, that was black eyed kids before black eyed kids. It's like a different version of black eyed kids. Maybe less creepy because they're not knocking on your door. Talking to you, trying to come right. in. DoorDash, mm-hmm. CandyGram. That's so dope. black-eyed kids, pretty creepy. We'll go back to what was going on in this forest. I mean, you said you had... tons of stuff going on in this forest. What do you want to hear about first? Do you want to hear about UFOs, werewolves? I want to know why it's haunted. So it's like an Area Fifty One. You said earlier. Yeah, like what has happened there that has made this such a hotbed? Yeah. I mean, it's England, so. It's... I mean, so that's just it. It's England. There's like so much history because it's it's not like here where it's like you know you only got two hundred years. Yeah, so many years of history. I mean, there were so many things that popped up dating back to like sixty A.D. or something like that, like Roman invasions, things like that. It's just so, so there was a lot of it. violence in this forest, or it might have not even been a forest back then. It could have been something totally different. It could have been a battlefield. It could be anything, but. It yeah. turns into a forest at some point. But here. the question really is like, why are any of these places supposedly haunted or hotbeds for UFOs or anything like that? It's, well, if there's a lot of bloodshed and killing in one area. Yeah, for hauntings. I, I don't really have a whole lot of actual hauntings. I have mostly other weird shit. Fire away. Okay. Um, Our viewer wants to know. Hmm. Hmm. Where do we start here? Oh. Did you guys hear the story about the 17-year-old kid who uh, sold his soul to the devil in Canuck Chase? No. He, uh, in 1974, he performed a Ouija board seance in the forest uh, to try and sell his soul to Satan in return for the powers of a werewolf. Wow. Right. So, uh, later that day, he called his friend, freaking out that he was transforming into a werewolf. And then, shortly after that, 
he was found dead, committed suicide by stabbing himself with a silver knife. Wow. See, mm-hmm. this is where he went wrong. I'm more materialistic. I would have sold my soul for money and, and you know, been cheap that way. He wanted to be a werewolf. I wouldn't want to but be But since then, there have been several werewolf sightings in Canuck Chase, including one that, like, stopped traffic and everything, and there was, like, a big investigation. It, like, ran out into the road. Um, but one of the strangest ones I found, uh, a lot of this stuff I found from a book called... To reference it, UFOs, Werewolves, and the Pigman, Exposing England's Strangest Location, Canuck Chase, by Lee Brickley. There's a Pigman out there, too? Oh, I can get to the Pigman if you want to. It's well, I just want to jump back real quick before mm-hmm. we go a little further with this. Yep. What got um, uh, Leslie Raymond Morris pulled in was uh, a little girl was getting pulled into his vehicle. I don't know if we mentioned this. And she took down the license plate. And from there, she reported to the police. And that was that little girl getting away helped them get to him. A bystander helped a bi- her. Yeah. Just wrote down the license and that ended Granger up. was like, you're coming with me. Don't go with Uncle Len. Yeah. Right. So that's what actually put him in the jail. I mean, yes, the conviction of uh, Christine Darby, or uh, him killing Christine Darby. But there was a... a, a there was a uh, bystander saw this going on and trying to pull pull her in, and then that's how it opened up the case even further. Okay, let's go back to Pigman. We were at werewolves. Are you want to go to Pigman instead? Oh, no, wherever you want to go. I didn't know we had more on that. I mean, you got to... I got a lot on werewolf. Well, just a little bit. Because there's, they're there's, real. There's a, yeah, they are. They're a wolf. They're so a wolf, here a wolf. The kid made the pack with Satan. Yep, 17-year-old. Sells his, sells mm-hmm. his soul. 1974. And then there's several werewolf sightings since then. I wrote I wrote down one that was in the book because I thought it was the most interesting. Uh, it was in 2004 about the Hazel Slad werewolf. And there's a werewolf drinking water right next to me right now. No, too. that's the Chupacabra. That's the Chupacabra. That's the, Chupacabra. the studio Chupacabra. Yeah. So this... <laughs> This was the Hilton family. The Hilton family? Like Paris Hilton? Yeah, I don't think they're related. <laughs> you don't think they're related? No. The Hilton's got a long... He was marriage. an interpreter. Oh, okay. So him and uh, two of his friends had an encounter with it. Where actually, his whole family and two of his friends uh, were part of this encounter. So Mr. Hilton went golfing with two of his friends... And his daughter and his wife decided that they were going to bring him lunch on the golf course. So they took a path through the woods to get there on the golf course. Where the wife came screaming out somewhere and claiming that she was attacked by a werewolf along with the daughter. So Mr. Hilton and his two friends, you know, they come frantically looking at her. They're like, what the hell are you talking about, basically? And they realized that the daughter, uh, whose name was... Somewhere in my notes. It doesn't matter. But <laughs> Edit. She, she wasn't we'll there. Her, we'll call her Jane. Yeah, we'll call her Emily because that's her name. Oh, there we go. Okay. Emily. She wasn't there. But the, do- the wife was like all frantic and, you know, disheveled and whatever. So Mr. Hilton immediately starts running through the woods looking for his daughter. Screaming as his two Emily. friends. Yeah, Emily. That's her name. And... He came to a clearing in the woods where he saw Emily, his daughter, 
laying face down and being held down by a werewolf-like creature that was standing over her. He describes it as being the size of a man with dog-like legs from the waist down, a human-toned torso, and a wolf-like head. So this, like, scared the werewolf off when he came running through, and it took off. Uh, the daughter was taken to the hospital for treatment because she was cut along her arm. She needed to have it, like, glued up. She had no memory of what happened. Um, Mr. Hilton and his wife both saw the beast and both described it the same way. His friends did not. His friends did not see it or did they, not they describe did, it the same? They did not see it. Okay. So let me run this thought. So we're all sitting in a, a semi-dark room. We have natural lighting coming from the outside. We're looking for spirits. We're looking for something to come through. One of us sees it. Do you think the other people, if I was, to, or any one of us had pointed out, say, right there, there's a figure right there. There's a shadow person right there. And you guys look at it, or three or four other people. Do you think that by me saying that, or anyone saying that, that you're kind of leading them into what you're seeing? Well... Because you said a whole family. It was the father, the mother, the daughter, and the father's two friends that he had just met. And now they didn't see it because they got there after it had right. run off, supposedly. And before he got, the, the husband got to where he saw the werewolf, the only description he heard is his wife rambling, oh, there's a werewolf with her daughter or something. <laughs> so, But could that have been something like that where it just it looked like it and then everyone jumped on that, that the, bandwagon? The description is a little strange. By werewolf standards. Oh. We're <laughs> up in the game. Because it's almost like wolf head, human torso, wolf legs. Spring Hill And they both, they both described it that way. So not your typical werewolf. And she's injured. The, something the injured her. Yeah. Yeah, there's actually hospital records and stuff. So something had to have caused that mm, injury. She needed to get her, like, she had, like, this huge gash in her arm, which she still has the scar from because this guy who wrote the book actually interviewed them recently and the daughter is now like in her 20s and she still has the scar and wow, this they, is pretty they fresh actually, for a story yeah they, they actually have like the hospital records and everything because he saved them all um it gets weirder too okay. because three weeks after the attack emily began to grow very thick hairs on the back of her hand where the wolf had injured it <laughs> you had me i yeah i almost Listen. had you if you can believe that there are oh, dogs in trench coats smoking cigarettes, no, wait, you can believe this. This actually did, like, there's no, you can't debate that this actually happened. Because when these hairs grew on her, her hand, they took her back to the hospital. There's hospital records that the doctors so... and everything, they looked at her. They didn't know exactly what was wrong with her. They thought it was some sort of weird, like, adrenaline condition. Right. Um, but, like, all the tests came back that it wasn't. But they took pictures of this, I would imagine? Uh, I don't know if there's pictures. There's definitely hospital records. Well, Does she know? still have the hair growing? No. So here's what happened. Um, after they left the hospital, they shaved the hair off, and it never grew back. Hmm. But maybe by then, it worked its way out of her system. Maybe she didn't get the enough venom. werewolf juice. Did she like raw meat? Not that I'm aware of. 
we could add in there. Yeah, she loved raw meat. Just answer the story. Okay. Yeah, she did. She loved raw meat. Yeah. <laughs> See, this is tough. I mean, and we debate this on every, you know, every creature that roams this earth that people see. You know, you got a group of people here who might be panicky. They might be seeing something, but they don't know exactly what they're seeing. But their mind is matrixing to what? Why is it so hard for you to believe that werewolves could exist? Because I don't like them. You believe in like, all these other things? I don't like them. I think they're bullshit. I think they're just they're a cop out. <laughs> it's like the it's, it's like one of the truth. only cryptoids that I actually believe could potentially be a real thing. It's a dog. Look at the evidence behind this one, though. You got the story with the Medical hospital records. records. Of the attack, eyewitness statements then, that match. Then why isn't this? Why wasn't this bigger? This why wasn't? Why isn't this well, park bigger and known for this? Well, it is known for. Well, oh, people go there and ghost hunt all the time. Yeah. There was just I was looking on YouTube and there was videos as recent as like last month, mm-hmm. and there was even a whole thing in the news because a bunch of weird dolls, yeah, were put up on the trees. Did yep. you see this? Yep. Somebody went in with a bunch of baby dolls and like wired them to trees in part of this. And there was like a Ouija board on the floor, on the like forest floor. Somebody, like the police, the local police went in and took all the dolls down. That just happened. Like it was like recent in the news. People are in there all the time looking for stuff. Okay. And also, this is interesting because, you know, most of the time you think, oh, it's a werewolf attack, it's a full moon, middle of the night. This took place during the day at, like, noon. Wow. Yeah, because they were bringing him lunch. They were golfing. Yeah. So, this changes it a little bit, then. It's daylight. Now we're seeing things that we can properly identify as weird, and people are getting attacked. Something. I I think no matter what, on the basic, basic level of this, we all have to agree that something attacked her. You sure she didn't fall running and scratched her arm open? I mean, it's a golf it, course. It's possible. Well, the, well there, there's woods around it, and that's where they were. They were in the like woods. Like a wooded area. Okay. Because they didn't, the, the daughter and the, the the mother, they didn't want to, like, cut through the golf course and get hit with a golf ball. But don't ball. you think if she fell and cut her arm, she would have just said that, rather than, I don't remember what happened, and my parents think a werewolf attacked me? Yeah, well, well, look where way, you're at, though. The full story from the wife is that they were walking down a trail, and the werewolf popped out. In the middle of the trail, right in front of them, and went after them. So, like, very predatory. But, yeah, and the daughter doesn't remember any of that. How old was she at the time? Around five? I think she was, like, eight. Eight? Because she's in her... Well, this book was written in, like, 2012, 2013. Well, it would make sense if it would have gone 20s. for the kid. That would have been the easiest prey. Yeah. And people get attacked on Look at you thinking trails. like a predator wanting food. <laughs> Go people... for the little one. <laughs> People get attacked by mountain lions on trails all the time. Yep. Bobcats. Which you would think they would know, you know, if they saw a mountain lion or a bobcat. I mean, it happens in, like, California. And, like, right. hikers go with, like, sticks to, like, try to beat them off. And you're not even, oh, and the other thing you. is here, you know, I sound like I'm jumping back and forth, but I'm just trying to weed out what's going on. And it's in the daylight, which... To me, changes the whole scenario if you're seeing something. It's not your stereotypical werewolf. Right, it's not dark and you're trying to piece together what you're looking at. Mm-hmm. And something didn't like sprint across the field and then you're trying to... Mm-hmm. 
So either A, they really saw what they saw and it happened, or B, they knew where they were and they made the story and this guy isn't to live like up some, to the fable. some kook trying to, like, get attention or anything. He's like a, you know, respected guy. Yeah, he's golfing. He's, he's, right. he's an interpreter. That's what he does for a living. He's, you know, not into any of this stuff beforehand. Well, right, because what is it going to get you? Mm-hmm. To, like, it, besides crazy labeled. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you're not going to get fame and fortune from... Saying that a werewolf tried to eat your eight-year-old. I mean, the underground will appreciate you, but well, the yeah. mainstream media and right. people that live normal lives will be like, this guy's a nutbag. Right. I mean, it would be hard to like get reasonable work and for people right. to take you seriously unless like something really happened that you felt really happened. Could we be in a portal or a dimensional there time slip? Mm-hmm. That's kind of like the one theory that you have to lay back on with all these places. Because when you have so many weird, unrelated things like this. And well, it's weird that they have a pig man, though, too. Because, like, we have a pig man here. Yeah. He's down the road a piece. Their pig man's a little bit different. Yeah. Their pig man's different? I think so. Yeah. Well, they they say it's, like, the results of, like, a genetic experiment mm-hmm. gone bad. But... They were trying to make half pig, half man. People. In the 40s. From Nazi experiments. But people um, still see him, so... Well, it, what yeah. a, his life expectancy is pretty good, huh? Yeah. That's that pig blood in him. I don't doubt that they've tried to cross the genetic lines here because mm-hmm. they're reproducing parts that, you know, they're using in animals to eventually get to humans, which they've probably already... They have started already. So that couldn't be too far too far-fetched with the pigmen. On a different note, I didn't know Pigman was going to be involved in the story tonight. But my kid the other day, have you ever heard the story about Pigman? Out of the blue. I was like, I'm so proud. (laughs) But it's just interesting that that came up in conversation tonight. Pigman Road. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Man Bear Pig. Man Bear Pig. What else we got kicking around there? You said something about UFOs. Yeah, um, there's UFOs. There's lots of UFO sightings and abductions. Time slip. We're in dimensional. Yeah. You want to hear a time-missing story? Well. In 2002, Andrew Russell, the Andrew Russell incident, as I put it down here, he's driving home one night, and he starts to hear, like, a hovering and hissing noise, like, almost like a drone above his car. (laughs) Then his radio cuts out. No, he pulled over and turned the car off. And then the car elevated? The car didn't automatically stop. And then, when he turned his car back on... The radio was just white noise, and he heard his his name being growled over the radio. Oh, so it was like a, uh, it was like a hack shack. Yeah, exactly like that. So it's an So he still he still couldn't find the source of this this noise. So he's driving, and he start he sees three red lights shooting around the sky so above him. Then his name is Andrew. His name is Andrew. So he so he here we go. He drives the car. Mm-hmm. He's driving home. He hears a won't, 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 won't noise. Mm-hmm. Some kind of like yeah. propellers, drone, something. Mm-hmm. So his first instinct is to go, what the heck is that? So he stops the car mm-hmm. randomly. Pulls over. All right. He just, okay, I'm going to get out and see what this is. He looks around. He sees nothing. I don't know if he got out of his car, but yeah, he's looking around. I mean, you know, he would probably look up if he. The noise stopped when he stopped. Oh, okay. So, so it could have been the car. Could have been. So then he goes to turn the car back on, and then it's all white noise. Andrew, 
Yeah. And dribble. And then the noise starts up again when you search drive. And then he just gets sucked out of the car. No, not quite. <laughs> You're getting ahead of yourself. <laughs> I just feel like I've heard this story before. It's an X-File. <laughs> so he sees these three red lights, and then he gets swooped out of his car. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> were they a triangle? Uh, no, they were just like three lights like shooting around. Oh, okay. Like and disco then, lights. He said that the, the lights like shot out at him, and it was like a light. It was like a very bright laser beam, like shining in his eyes. So, when Andrew originally left to go home, it was nine o'clock at night. He sent a text to his wife, "Hey, I'm coming home." He was like twenty twenty five minutes away from home. Um, after the laser beams, the radio on his car said it was two fifteen a.m. Time slip. Time slip. So he had a phone. Mm-hmm. Does his phone have a camera? <laughs> well, he lost all that time. Yeah, but he saw red <laughs> lights he before he gets was... sucked out. Oh, he didn't get sucked out. Well, he may have. You don't know. I don't know. Well, according to the story, he did. Well, he doesn't know what happened in that. Right, so how hours. would he know to use his camera? So he doesn't have any memory of what happened to him during that time. So he's probably being so somewhat abducted. Could he abducted? sit down after he mm-hmm. got back in his car? Could he sit <laughs> Aside from the anal probe. Well, I mean, that's what I mean. He can't remember what happened to him. He had missing hours. That's true. His wife was calling him all this time, and his phone just went right to voicemail. If he was with the aliens, I mean, they had to be doing something to him. Mm -hmm. They weren't playing cards for two hours. Was there anything different after the fact, though? I mean, after he come back around, like to him... Nothing that was reported. So in the story. they just—is that typical that they have something afterwards, like residually? I don't know. I was just throwing it out there. This Maybe guy named Mark did. Oh goodness. Okay, now we're on to Mark. See, he knows. There's this guy named Mark in 2009. Oh, okay. Even so this more is more recently. Yeah. He and two of his friends were walking home through the Canuck Chase Woods one day. When they heard a thunderous bang and saw a white flash that paralyzed them all to the ground and like held them down. So forcefully. lightning. Lightning that makes you go to the ground and makes you not get up. No, that's like uh what do they call that? Like with the noise. Flashbang. When they use that as like a weapon. Mm-hmm. Flashbang grenade. Okay. That's kinda how it sounds, doesn't it? Yeah. Except Word. aside from the part about them being stuck to the ground. Um, but anyway, when Mark's friends were able to get up again, he was gone. So they took him. They recruited a search party to look for him in the woods. Eventually, he turned up six hours later outside of another one of their friend's houses, just standing out in the cold, just like staring off into space. It sounds a little uh, Travis, Travis Walton. Walton. Yep. Just appeared somewhere little, else. Little fire mm-hmm. in the sky. It was like three miles from where they originally were. He didn't have any memories of what happened to him at first, but eventually he started to have PTSD-like flashes of being on a black exam table while a large figure that spoke in an unknown language did experiments on him. The figure was dressed all in black with bright yellow eyes and sharp white teeth. It would put sharp metal objects up his nose, pierce his face, and kneel on his chest. And he still has, like, flashes of this. You think it's the brain trying to compensate... Well, can I just, I mean, if this is really happening, why are they still doing experiments? What do they still need to know? Like, they've been abducting people for decades. Exactly. How dumb and who is the dumbest human on the planet? They're still looking. What do you still need to know? (laughs) 
I mean, yes, we come in all shapes and sizes, but the anatomy is the same. <laughs> right, it is. I mean, you know, you've seen one skeleton, you've seen them all. Like, and, But they said they're here to watch us, too. The, you know, the theory of the aliens are watching over us, making things, and the whole abduction thing. and uh, Yeah, that makes... I mean, exactly. Just, How far can you go with it? Right. Because if they're they if they have this type of intelligence to do what they're doing, yeah. Then why do you have to keep going? You pretty much got a base yeah. level on all humans. I mean, I can understand if like initially they were being abducted because they had to like go through and try to like make another race or do something. They they have interns and they're training new aliens. The intern's the one that's got to do all the anal probes. <laughs> well, of course. It's for free. But that's like, what information could you still be gathering at this point that you haven't already gathered? Maybe there are different races of aliens or species. I mean, I guess, but... What was the book um, Beyond a Pale Horse? Was that the book? Yeah. Okay. the one that Where was all Project Blue Book stuff. The, the president um, was down in Florida... Then he came in, uh, was it Eisenhower, Hoover? One of those guys. One of the presidents came down there, and they actually had a meeting with the aliens. And the deal was, if you give us some of your technology, Earth, um, we will give you some of our humans that you can test and study. Yeah, but that was in like the 70s. All right, maybe that's the first, yeah. Maybe they still got the lease. <laughs> They just they keep renewing it. Yeah. <laughs> they keep renewing his yeah. shit. <laughs> but you gotta, th- you know. Maybe that's where COVID came this- from. <laughs> yeah. At <laughs> this level of thinking, though, and this level of all right, we're we're outside of the box here. What can we throw up on the wall that might actually work or stick in the world that we're in? Well, especially because these these abduction stories always sound the same too. The pattern is always similar. What people report is always similar. The experiments that they get done to them are always similar. And it's almost like what you were getting at before about the matrixing. Like, is it because you've heard these stories so many times that that's just... Yeah, but who's lucky enough... Well, C can't determine this brain pattern. But who's lucky enough to be picked and go... You think that's that person's lucky? Well, I don't mean lucky. <laughs> I don't want to be abducted. Hey. You've seen, in, was it Independence Day where they're all on the rooftop? Take me, take me. And they get blown to smithereens. Um, <laughs> no, I don't mean lucky in that sense, but we hear the story, so why wouldn't we mimic the stories? You know? Right. Oh, I was abducted. I, I mean, I could walk in and, you know, be weird on my own and then just say, hey, uh, you know, I'm I an mean, abduct, uh, abductee survivor. Yeah. It's like, how do you explain this? Obviously, he wasn't alone. There's two other people that corroborate the story. He shows up miles away from where he's supposed to be, hours after the fact. And it's like, how did he get there? Like, I get it. There's things that don't add up that are definitely mysterious about it. But it's just like, why is it always the same kind of story? Because maybe it's it's just happening. Not all of us are going to be privileged enough or, you know, open to that. Like, I want somebody to be, like, cashing out at a Walmart. And just get, like... And get sucked up. <laughs> the light comes through <laughs> and everything. Honest. You're all, like, in a time freeze and then you <laughs> watch gotta, the body go. Yeah. I got to be a little stealthy about it. That was funny because this guy's... Yeah. This guy's, this guy's story sounds very much like Charles Walton's, except I just realized this since it's kind of fishy. The actual abduction part... 
mm-hmm. his flashbacks, Chupacabra, they sound a bit like the movie where, you know... One area and then ends show, up in another? Well, well, during like the actual part with him being in the alien's care. Yeah. Sounds very much like the, uh, the Fire in the Sky movie. But if you hear from Travis Bolton... It wasn't really it was like that. nothing like that. Yeah. It was really weird as shit. But it was nothing nearly as scary or terrifying like it that. It wasn't Hollywood. Yeah. No, it was. It was. I don't think they really did anything bad to him, and they weren't like that at all. So, again, it goes to. We are taught this by repetition, by mm-hmm. storytelling. I mean, it's just over and over, and if something weird happens or you have a sleep paralysis and your brain starts to, you know, do extra chemicals or something that fires it up that we totally can't understand, maybe our brain just leads to that, or you wake up out of it and you're going, oh, I was abducted because I couldn't move and I felt as pressure, and the next thing maybe they're thinking about, you know, they were gray, they were over me, there was a white light, I was on a table, and it kind of went from there. Maybe this guy invented this story because he didn't want to get caught doing something that he wasn't supposed to be. Maybe. <laughs> so he, his wife's like, where have you been for the last two hours? And he's True. like, I got abducted by aliens. I couldn't answer your call. I don't know what happened. I was not around. Now, I mean, Grant, this the story was about um, Morris and the bodies being buried over there. You think he just? Did you think he thought about that because there's so many strange things happening, or you just think it was randomly what had happened? I'm burying these two bodies here. It's just random. Just another, just another piece of the, all the other weirdness going on. Like it would might get missed. Like mm-hmm. who's gonna go in there and look for these bodies? Yep. Yeah, it just adds to the legend that keeps everything going there. You know why I would never want to go ghost hunting there why? or investigating. Because there's also been sightings of giant serpents, snakes, up to 16 feet long. As well as hundreds, possibly thousands, of large cat and panther sightings in the area since like the 1970s. I did hear about the panther sightings, which are not typical for that area. I was going to say, is that typical? Now, the author wrote, no, it's not typical at all. They're, they shouldn't be indigenous to that area. But the author of this book that I read, and this is why I believe that they're actually there. They're actual black panthers and stuff. It's nothing paranormal. Probably giant snakes, too. Nothing paranormal about it, but he said that, you know, people had exotic pets back in the day, back in the 70s, whatever. It was like a big thing, I guess. And in 1976, England passed the Dangerous Animals Act, which prohibited animals like that from being kept as domestic pets. People just let them go, maybe, into the woods. They breed. You know, it's interesting because there was some other place that we looked at in the UK that had sightings of big black panthers. I think it was Scotland, wasn't it? I think you might be right. And it was like something along the same kind of lines that they thought that maybe they were released into the wild there by somebody like that and they were just breeding. Yeah, because whatever I found on the like panther sightings, it wasn't like, oh, it was a giant panther. It was like 20 feet tall or anything like that. It was just, it was a giant panther, just like a regular panther. Like, circling around, giant snakes, anacondas, you know? Well, snakes, they can be that big. All of this could be really, I mean, it can be fact-based. 
you could have that happening. That part, yeah. I mean, it's crazy to see what animals adapt to. Snakes, that's easy enough if they're to get that big. You know, you see some of the snakes they find deep in the jungles. Granted, you know, this is in a forest, but still, you can have that happen. But at that particular place, now you have to put in the, you know, the X factors here. That particular place, what's going on, and everything else that you have to tally into this, UFOs, pigments, everything. Okay, how far are we stretching the story? Or is it really truthful? I mean... Well, and it's only 30 square miles. It's not like a huge, huge 30 area. miles is big, isn't it? Yeah, but I mean, when we're talking about Bridgewater Triangle that spans three states, right. you know, or these yeah. other places you're, that you're, we look at, yeah. I mean, this is not that big in comparison. And, and if it had all of this stuff, you'd think that at some point something would have leached out into some other area around it. You know, like I could see that maybe initially things were surviving there because maybe food was plentiful, but there's got to come a point. Deers and stuff. Yeah. They, they found deers that look like they've been attacked by like I did see that too. There was like animal mutilation. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yep. Well, some of the could, same stuff that they see with like cattle mutilation. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could, you could, 30 square miles, you technically could really do a dimensional portal right there. Yeah, put a dimensional porter right in the middle. And... you got to look at it on a map and see if the ley lines match up anywhere oh, from the United States to the UK. Through, like, the Bridgewater Triangle, the line. Well, you look at how big Area 51 is. You have to look at the latitude longitude and see where they are on the maps relative to each other. Because the ley lines are what, power? or? Well, yeah, like, just all kinds of crazy things. There's all kinds of crazy theories about ley lines. We need energy, like a globe. vortexes, parallel dimensions. Um, I believe we're on one, aren't we? We're pretty close to one. Well, yeah, because there's one that runs through Lilydale. I thought there was one that runs through. The, it's like through the Batavia area, also. There might be, but I, I mean, the one I know about is the one that runs through the. And the way it works, it works like a uh, tail, like a dragon's tail, right through New York State and running to the ocean, I believe. So it very easily could be, yeah. And you don't know how these if if it, how they work and how they transfer in time or grow, or or not expand, expand, de-expand. So you you could be looking at all types of different things. So again, you know, it, it goes to the stories are all pretty much the same. They don't really go that far fetched. There isn't a story we probably haven't heard of, but yet. They're repeatedly happening in, mm-hmm. in all these like, forested areas. And just other areas that are just... Yeah, I mean, it's got everything there. Everything you can imagine, it's got there. But It's a paranormal zoo. It is, but then there's people ghost hunting there on a regular basis, and they're not coming out with a lot of evidence. One of these days, one of those paranormal mm-hmm. investigators are going to go in there and get eaten by a panther. Well, that's the other thing, too. How come nobody else gets attacked and they're walking through the woods there at night? Well, if you like hear stories about like where those big cats and big animals are actually like native to like in Africa and whatnot. They say it's like extremely rare for you to actually see them because they don't want to be seen. They want to keep away from humans generally. True. But if they're hungry, you never know what's what's going to shake down. It might it might happen. See, we could just eight-year-old girls look pretty yummy. <laughs> yeah, maybe. We could just keep going in circles and circles with this because there's no 
yeah, there's hearsay or what they're calling fact, like that family all seeing that mm-hmm. in daylight, no less. Uh, I don't know. And, you know, as far as Morris goes, I believe he just did it by chance because it's a forest. Yeah. He, and he just, just happened to pick a spot. He was just part of the... And I would imagine everybody that lives in that area knows the, the, the folklore to it and the legends that happen. And, or they know somebody that it happened to. Mm-hmm. But I think his mind was on a different page in thinking. He wasn't really worried about the superstition. He just happened to have it here. And dumb luck. You just buried two bodies in probably one of the most known areas that have all kinds of crazy shit going on. So, you know, I think that and a little bit of his dementia or psychopath in him that just let it to be. I mean, it's interesting how that all ties together, though. You know, with the bodies being there, and it just happens to be, like, probably, according to the way we read it, one of, uh, like, many hotbeds of paranormal UFO, cryptoid. Just add another one to the list. So, you said that if you were going to make a deal with the devil, you would have asked to be rich and famous? Uh Uh-oh. Rob, if you were going to make a deal with the devil for your soul, what would you want? Oh, jeez. I don't know. <laughs> he doesn't know what actress he likes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely going for money. Definitely a, money? I'd be a material fuck. <laughs> I'd be that guy. Can I go with, like, multiple? You can yeah, do you, you can want. do whatever you want. It's your soul. It's your devil. Because he collects on the soul, like, when you die, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's how the deal goes. I want two souls. <laughs> there you go. I would just want to be immortal, because then I'd never I know, die. That's what I was going to say. I yeah, but like, would you want to... be rich and immortal. Yes! What age, though, would with... you want to stop... Well, my age right now, I don't want to get any older. Would you want yeah. to be younger? Just like cut it off. Yeah. And then also have the ability to make anybody else you want immortal. Yeah. Like this chupacabra down here. I think when you look too young and you become immortal, then it's like you're stuck that That's way weird. all your life. And like you, you got to have like a little bit of like I've you been gotta, there. Yeah. Because you got to be able to like blend in. You know? Yeah, you don't want to be carded the rest of your life. See, I think yeah. I would probably stop at 40 if that was the case. Yeah. Just let it be there. I have enough knowledge, but not enough knowledge. Yeah, just be like... 30, you're still kind of in that party phase, young, dumb, and, you know, 30's 30. Yeah. I'd go around 40, 45. I'd be a cutoff for me if I was going to do that route. But then again, if I took the money, you know, eventually I would die. So, I'd have a good life, though. Well, yeah, but I mean, you could... You know. But what would you do being immortal? Whatever I wanted. I'd amass a huge fortune because I was going to live forever. Yeah. How are you going to amass the large fortune? You just start saving some money. I mean, I'm going to oh, live so for you're working? Uh, wait, of years. are you working? I mean, what are we doing here? <laughs> oh, do we hold a daytime <laughs> job, Miss Immortal? Who cares? It's like, yeah, I'm going. I got to work Subway tonight, guys. I'll be back <laughs> later. I'll take my savings and put it in the stock market. Two hundred years, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got. I got to go over to Wendy's you tonight. You get a job that gets a pension. You work until you can collect on the pension, and then you're done. How does the immortal collect on pension? Forever. <laughs> After sixty-five, you're good to go. I mean, you don't have to worry After about the job. Sixty-five, you'd outlast the company. Yeah, you would. And then you go get another job for twenty years. Yeah, Pensions so that's almost vampirish. You keep rejuvenating yourself in yeah. a sense. And then like every hundred years you like put a junior on your name or something just to junior, cover junior, yourself. Junior, 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 junior. Like, the third. Yeah. Immortal, huh? Mm-hmm. You want to live forever. Yeah. Who wouldn't want to live forever? The people that are dead? Well, that's obvious. Maybe. I mean, they're already taken out of the equation. They don't even have a choice anymore. Live forever but with 
the ability to stay at a certain age and youthful. Yeah, just be a vampire. No. Just not have to drink blood. Well, you might as well. It's not like you're going to die. I mean, yeah, but... You know, some hot, hot, young guy comes along and you're like, ooh, I could drink his blood. Yeah. Vampire-ish. I'll stick to wine. I wonder if you can come like a serial killer then if you're immortal, and then if you get caught and then convicted in a state where they have the death sentence. You just come back again. And they sentence you to death, and like they do the lethal injection or whatever they do, they buzz you in the electric chair. Technically, that's the punishment. Do you get to go walk then? Yeah, they'd have to let you. Loophole. They can't kill you. Loophole for the justice system. Yeah, because you're not going to die. Right. That's yeah. what we're saying. We so don't die. Line, so if we get hit by, a, figure out a way to become immortal. So if we get hit by a truck, we just our bodies just rejuvenate and heal themselves. Mm-hmm. We don't die because we got to think of some type of like real physical world here. Um, what happens if your head gets chopped off? You regrow one, or what are we doing here? Yeah. I mean, you're immortal. You can't die. You just detach it. Yeah, you just pick it up and put it back on. I feel like we're getting into a new topic now. Remember, we said break down topics as we go because we never do. Yeah. Um, um, immortal. Immortality. Immortality. We should look into that because I bet you there's some crazy ass. And you can put that with cryogenic. I like it. Who really think that they're Think immortal. about the cryogenic end of that, too. That's just, like that's just a skip. Like Walt Disney? He's not really frozen. You, did you know that there are rumors that Disney made the, word, the, the movie Frozen? And named it Frozen, so that when people search Disney Frozen, nothing can come up about Walt Disney Walt freezing Disney. his head, it would come up as the movie. Disney is a mastermind. I could see that being real. And that's why they made Frozen. So our next, our, that's a good topic. Come we'll, on. We'll do a Forever Young. <laughs> come on. Immortal. More. I don't know. I mean, although it would be fun. Or, I'd like to be invisible. Because I would mess with so many people. I would just have the time of my life. I mean, for a little while. But that would get old. Would it? Yeah. Yeah. After you've, like, You'd start to feel like no one could see you. No one paid attention to you. You'd be invisible. Yeah, but think about the places you could go. Oh, I'd figure out lonely. That'd be easy enough. (laughs) I don't want to know where that's going. It's like you can see it. You probably wouldn't yep. be able to do as much as you would think. Like, I could see you wanting to go in, like, Area 51. Why couldn't I do that? You don't think they don't have thermal sensors? Don't ruin this. <laughs> he did. He don't took it don't ruin his invisibility with science. <laughs> I'll go somewhere else. <laughs> Kevin Bacon did it. <laughs> that was a good one. COVID's gonna slow us up. Never say never.